episode of the ZX Spectrum podcast. This is episode 9 and today I'll be talking about Shadow Warriors. Now I completely forgot to mention I'm Andy Goddard, your host of the ZX Spectrum podcast. Now first things first then guys, I do want to quickly apologize about the podcast not sort of uh, happening last week. I had done it on the Monday and I was ready to upload it and I thought I'll give it a listen. And the audio was completely messed up. Now, there was an issue with the audio of the uh, Robocop episode I did uh, the week before, where the audio was fine for the first half, and then the audio just cut out. So this time I thought, before I upload Shadow Warriors, I'll have a listen. Then I tried it again. What happened? Same thing. So third time, I'm trying to do it. So anyway... Quick reminder to everyone uh, what the ZX Spectrum podcast is all about. It's my mission, Andy Godoy's mission to play every single game on the Specky I can. You know, this is like playing games from my childhood, like the game today, Shadow Warriors. Playing uh, newer games, which I basically I've just discovered, games I hadn't played, just to try and give myself like a focus. Because my problem is with emulation, which is the way I do it, is I've got so many games that I want to play and I tend to sort of go from one to the other game and then to the other game without really concentrating on one game. So anyway, today's game then I'll be talking about is Shadow Warriors. So let's talk about Shadow Warriors. So I think this must have come out sort of like in 1990 or 91, something like that. Maybe a little bit earlier actually. It'll probably tell me on the um, specy thing. None of this is research, guys. A lot of it's just me uh, speaking off sort of like from the moment, from the heart. So let's talk about this cover art then. Now, Shadow Warriors. So people in the US may know Shadow Warriors as Ninja Gaiden. Uh, that's what it was called. In, but it wasn't... They never got like uh, the Spectrum version because obviously they didn't have the Specky over there. But they did have the Ninja Gaiden sort of license. And... It's based on an arcade game. The arcade game was a scrolling beat-em-up game, which was a two-player game. One player was a blue ninja, while the other player was a red ninja. And you just go around sort of the levels, the streets, and other various sort of like, sort of typical levels, fighting against baddies. Now, I'll talk more about the baddies in one second, but um, I want to talk about my first time playing this game then. So, the arcade game then, I ended up going to... Uh, like one of my local arcades, I think it was an Elephant and Castle somewhere, and I played this for the first time. Now this game came out at the time for me, probably actually, it's probably about, probably came out about '88 something like that. Because I remember me really going through like a crazy ninja phase. I was obsessed with ninjas. Films like uh, American Ninja or just any ninja films from a local video store I'd rent. And when I saw this, I was hooked on it. You know, I love games like Shinobi and things like that. And um, I love games like Double Dragon, and this is a two-player game. Kind of, it's a scroll and beat 'em up. Not as good as Double Dragon, I will say. The arcade game, I will say, felt very bland. It felt like it didn't have a soul of other games that came out later, sort of like Double Dragon, Final Fight, you know, Gang Wars, Vendetta, and all those other games. It just, it was just missing something. But there was something in it which was ninjas, which I absolutely loved. Now, earlier on, I talked about sort of like the Ninja Gaiden. Uh, obviously, I, I never played any of the NES Ninja Gaiden games, not until my late teens, you know, because I didn't get an NES, because obviously we had a thriving specky computer market, Amstrad and Commodore. So, you know, I played a lot of uh, sort of 8-bit computer games and I moved on to some of the consoles. But anyway, enough rambling on. Let's talk about the artwork. I believe the artwork was done by the legendary, late, great 
Bob Wakelin. And look at this. Shadow Warrior, amazing font there. You've got this blue ninja there, which I thought was so badass, honestly. I used to want to um, be this ninja, you know. And when I played the games, I felt like I was kicking the crap out of everyone. But you look at him there, he's looking really imposing, really flexing his biceps. On the left-hand side of the screen there, you've got like a couple of guys fighting. That's probably our ninja fighting against someone. You've got like the skyline there. And on the opposite side, you've got the skyline at nighttime. It's just, it's beautiful. Bob Wakelin did some of the most memorable uh, sort of like a uh, box art out there. And sadly, he's no longer with us, but his work will live on forever, I think. Honestly, it's that good. Uh, it's just truly amazing. Of, of course, you've got the amazing ocean logo there. So let me get rid of the cover art. And I've got the ZX Spectrum loading screen. Now, before I tell you a little bit about the loading screen, I want to tell you my journey of getting this game. Now, like I said, back in the day, um, I used to play my arcade games. And then eventually, a lot of the arcade games would get uh, ported over to the 8-bit computers. I'd read magazines like Crash or Sinclair, Sinclair User. And I remember, I can't remember which magazine it was, but there was a like I think a review of the game Shadow Warriors and I'm like yes uh, because I love playing an arcade game at home because an arcade game I didn't really play the arcades that much you know I only had a couple of coins to sort of pop in and it was great playing it on my home computer which was a Specky, which is my favorite computer of all time and um yeah, I saw the graphics on the Specky version, and it was full color. Now, the reason why I'm so impressed with, say, full color is because the Specky could do color, but it had a lot of color clash. Or you could do games in monochrome. So, you know, you could... It had... When programmed right, it looked good. Now, this game itself featured sort of like the main sprites with a big black outline. Everything was in full color. I was blown away by the um, screenshots in the magazine. And I had to buy this game. So I bought the game, which was a full price game, probably $10.99, something like that. And inside the case was in a little plastic um, bag with a cassette. I think it was blue writing. Loaded it up and wow, this loading screen. It's not my favorite loading screen, but still pretty good. Nice uh, representation of the Bob Wakelin artwork. Again, Shadow Warriors. You've got the uh, ninja there. You've got the sunlight there. You've got the skyline of the nighttime there, the ocean logo. Again, good use of the ZX Spectrum's color palettes. So, without any further ado, let's uh, play this game. So, I'm going to try and press play on this and then um, give the game a go. So, if I can get this damn thing working, apologies, guys. I will try and be a little bit more um, ready with a, with a podcast, actually. Here we go. The ninja there on the screen. Now, the reason why this ninja thing that's at the top of the screen, it says high score, energy. Um, it's got four chunks of energy, I think a couple of lives. Because the, sp the game doesn't use the whole screen. It's slightly just half a screen. So you've got M. Talbot, uh, M. Edwards, M. Furness. I think it was Matt Furness, I believe. Shadow Warriors. I love this song. The songs also I played at the beginning of the podcast. So if you are watching this on YouTube, guys, there is like um, another version of the podcast, which is on iTunes, which you can listen to, which has uh, sort of extra music at the beginning. So let's begin. Now, this game only has uh, three tunes. It's got this one here. It's got this next one, which is about to appear. And that's just like beginning of the level. 
and then it's got another tune when you basically um, die. Right, so look at that, big, big, big sprites. Oh, no. Right, so yeah. The first thing you'll notice then, it's only a one-player game. It's only a one-player game. Gone is a red ninja. But again, I didn't care because I wasn't used to seeing a game this colourful on my specy. I really hadn't seen anything this colourful at the time. Obviously, later on, I played other games that are full of life, full of colour. Games like Trapdoor, um, Popeye... Benny Hill, Savage, uh, Space Gun. Come on, kick me that way. All right, I'm, the reason why I'm trying to get to this knife here. Oh, this is one of the annoying things about this game, actually. I'll mention it. One of the, the faults of the game is that once you get hit, you get trapped. You can't get out of the enemy's attack pattern. And I think straight away from the get-go, that's one of the things I'll say really lets the game down. That... There really is no escaping, like, once you get hit. There's, like, maybe, like, 1% chance, really. But it's not good enough, really, you know. Is this better than Double Dragon? I'd say yeah. And the reason why I'd say yeah is because it looks a lot better. looks a lot more faithful to the arcade game. Um, I think Double Dragon was slightly unplayable. But I'll talk about that on another episode of the podcast. Now, one of the things that really attracted me to the arcade game was these guys that looked like Jason Voorhees wearing the hockey mask. You know, because at the time, again, not only was I renting out ninja films and martial art films, I was also renting out sort of horror films from my local video store. They didn't care. You know, I'd walk in, 10-year-old me, get films out that were over 18. But, I mean, I've got to admit, I mean, it's still a very beautiful-looking game. Very nice-looking game. Honestly, I mean, like, the graphics are really impressive, actually. Really, really, really impressive. Super impressed with the graphics. And again, um, I played this game non-stop back in the day. I played it so much because it was a full-price game that in the end, um, I completed it like I would a lot of my specy games because, you know, I'd only get one specy game at a time unless it was a compilation Oh, man. Now, there is another um, Ninja Gaiden, a.k.a. Shadow Warriors game, available for the Synthetic Spectrum now. And that is basically uh, a fan um, remake of uh, Ninja Gaiden on the uh, Game Boy. Really good game, actually. And how do I feel about the Ninja Gaiden games on the NES? Um... To be honest with you, I find them really hard, and because there's no nostalgia there for me, you know, I, I, I'm not a fan. But I, I am willing to try those games at a further point in time. But, you know, at the moment, I'm just trying to concentrate on one system, like the ZX Spectrum, really, because that's where the nostalgia is for me. I mean, other people might look at this and go, oh my god, this looks terrible, but this was really impressive for me. You know, I really loved the fact that there was full colour, sort of like, Graphics with no color clash. Some people don't like this look. But I really like the look. I like the way the game looks. I mean, 
the use of color is so good. Oh, damn you. I really like the graphics on this. So I'm near the first uh, boss now. Oh, stupid ninja. I hate the fact that you can't get out of the attack pattern. So there's a Jason Voorhees type guys. You used to love seeing that, you know, those characters on the screen. So again, I was obsessed with Jason Voorhees. Trap him there. Boom. On to the next level. Now, this is the level, very similar to the arcade game, that impressed me back in the day. Oop, it's disappeared from my screen here. Alright, so yeah, so here we go. This is the second level, you're on the street. Ah, oh, stupid guy with a big log. Sorry, I'm just trying to beat the shit out of this guy here. Excuse me, mind the language. But yeah, so when I played this in the arcade, I, I mentioned earlier on that I was never really that impressed with the arcade game. It just felt like an average arcade game, run-of-the-mill arcade game. You know, there was no real character to it apart from the, the fact that you were two ninjas. But the ZX Spectrum, that bit there really impressed me because I didn't think they could do something like that. So I, it's really quite impressive. Oh man, getting my ass kicked here. Right, so. So yeah, I think this game, as an arcade game, is very average. As a ZX Spectrum game, I prefer it more because I think it's more of an accomplishment what they managed to do on the ZX Spectrum, whereas in the arcade game, I think there were better arcade games at the time, really. Now this game did sort of like the arcade game did get ported out into a few other computers. I think the Commodore 64, which I was expecting to be better, but um, it felt a little bit soulless. It felt like they had nothing. It felt like they ran out of time. And uh, the Amstrad, the Amstrad's pretty uh, decent version looking of the game. And I think also the um, Atari Lynx. There is sort of like um, a version which came out for the Mega Drive, which I don't think it was an official game. I think it was meant to come out, but it never came out. But it was known as Ninja Gaiden. Right, it's time to get some bloody energy. But I mean, what I love about this game, though, is the graphics. The graphics are huge. Really big graphics, you know, really big and bold. Uh, hopefully I can get to the end of this level so you guys can see uh, how big the, some of the sprites are. And again, you know, for someone that's not familiar with the ZX Spectrum, the ZX Spectrum, you know, had its limitations. And when you understand what those limitations are to a certain extent, you can really appreciate uh, what an accomplishment graphically this game was. It may not be the best scroll and beat em up game because there are better games. You know, there's games, look at these motorbikes. Damn, they look good. Get the fucking swords. You like Renegade, Target Renegade. I think even Ninja Warriors. There weren't really that many good scrolling beat-em-ups on the ZX Spectrum, actually. But the ones they did have, like Target Renegade, honestly, it's up there in my top 10 sort of scrolling, well, flip screen 
uh, games ever. You know, I, I put it out there with sort of in the top 10 with sort of like Streets of Rage. Right, the reason why I wanted to get the Ninja Sword so badly was that you get more points. Is that an extra life? Damn it, too late. Oh, I can still get it. Hopefully I can get to the end of this level. But again, it's really impressive. Look at these motorbikes just going through there. Kind of reminds me of these scenes from um, Streets of Rage 2. Right, let's see if I can get to the other bit of the level. The end of level bosses on this level are like two big guys that take up quite a big bit of the screen. Uh, I don't know how they've managed to do it, but then again, you know, it has been done huge sprites before in a different sort of game, which was uh, Popeye and Trapdoor. The, the sprites in Popeye, my God, they're amazing. Ah, oh, damn you. All right, I'm slightly invisible now, so I can try and fight him. There we go. Damn it. Right. Sometimes you have to get hit and get invincible to get to be able to beat someone up in this. I don't know how I managed to finish this game back in the day. I think I must have figured out the pattern. Damn it. That's me dead, I think. Right. I think probably the best thing to do is just do this flip. That's probably, maybe not. Ooh. think that should be it. Alright, I'm going to end up, I'm going to score this game now. Like I said, I'm going to give it an overall score out of five. So I think the graphics, outstanding. If I was to score them, I'd give them a five. Uh, music is, there should be more music. There should be level music. But then again, if you've considered that they're only sort of like got one, you know, one to eight K to sort of play with, that's not a lot really. So it's quite impressive, actually, that they managed to uh, get all this done. So I'll forgive it. And the music sound, again, it's pretty interesting. I'll give the sound of music probably like a, a 3 out of 5. And again, it's kind of hard to um, rate all these ZX Spectrum games because you've got to judge it for the year the game came out because you can't sort of like compare graphically a game uh, like this and say, oh, I, like one of the early Spectrum games that it's not as good as this because obviously... The programmers had caught in on this was 128k compared to a 48k zx spectrum game so i'm rating each game for how good they play overall graphically nostalgia um just how much i love them really and this honestly if only you could get out of the attacks maybe if it also had in-game music it would be i would score it higher but for that reason alone, I can't score it any higher, unfortunately. There we go. 
So anyway, guys, I've been Andy Godoy. You can sort of like follow us on Instagram as the ZX Spectrum Podcast. On Twitter, I am at ZX Podcast. And if you want a bit more fun and games, check out the Facebook group, which is Get to the Chopper. Right, guys, hopefully this will work. I do apologize. And if you give me one second, I'll tell you what the next game will be, which I have got in mind. So this is episode nine. Episode 10 will be, let's have a look. Dun, dun, dun. Trapdoor. All right, then, guys. See you all next time. Goodbye. <laughs>